0: What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Unfazed and Unbothered. I'm Tasia. I'm Camo. So, hey little biscuits. We're Hello back. biscuits. Hey. Um yeah, we're very close right now. <laughs> um our dear, kind, sweet manager <laughs> means so well. Um, bought us this gorgeous backdrop. I mean, it's it is gorgeous. It feels very Good quality, but um unfortunately it's about four foot wide. <laughs> and so um even this close it's...
1: you can still see the wow. So we're just gonna make it do what it do baby. Uh,
0: yeah, bear with us. This is all a process. So uh, y'all are gonna get to see our um growth over the next few weeks, hopefully. So <laughs> but uh hugs and kisses, Brendan. <laughs> The
1: funny thing about doing a podcast, too, and recording yourself is, like, it's funny because you can look at yourself while you're talking and, like, see your faces, so it makes it funnier. So, like, if people are not watching the video, they're not going to understand our facial expression, but it's just
0: it's so funny. If you're you're listening on podcasts or Spotify, um, make sure you check out the YouTube.
1: The video as well.
0: Yeah. It
1: It just adds a little razzle-dazzle and sprinkle. A little
0: sprinkle-winkle.
1: Speaking of sprinkle, I want to sprinkle Donut. Okay, anyways, so on today's episode, we are going to kind of dig into why we made the choices that we made. For example, why did I you know turn over to drugs and alcohol to you know quote unquote fix my problems? What um, was going so wrong in my life that I felt the need to do that? And the same thing for Camo, what you know, did he go through to make him feel like he had to get in trouble with the law as well? Um, just to kind of give more people an inside look on what, for me, addiction is. And uh, for Camo, what would you consider your issue?
0: Um, I was very much a klepto. <laughs> it's not <laughs> funny. You know, we've been through these things and and now we have a sense of humor about it. But uh, right. I can say, though, I've never stolen from a friend, a family member, um, just large corporations. I'm not, I'm condoning that or glamorizing that, but these are our stories. And so, like I said, we've just got to have a sense of humor about it now. So. <laughs> <laughs> so uh. for
1: me, um, I'm just going to dive in because, you know, on TikTok, I can easily say, yes, I went to prison. I can make jokes about it. Yes, I was a um, an alcoholic, an addict and make jokes about it or whatever. But there's so many, there's so much more to that than me just saying it. Because a lot of people ask me like, well, what did you go to prison for? And then, you know, obviously you can look up my name and all the charges pop up because I've always told people that instead of explaining myself in the comments or explaining myself on a TikTok all the time, because I have, I have broken it down in multiple TikToks to kind of uh, catch people up. And what I'm talking about. But, you know, obviously when you look up my charges, that's all you see. But there's really no information as to, well, why did you do that? Like, all you see is what you see on paper and nothing, no story behind it. So for me, um, I, when I was on Vine a few years ago, I think that I started on Vine about 14 years old. Mm -hmm. And so from 14 to age 17, I was on Vine. And obviously, when you have so many people looking at you all the time, you always – it's almost like you feel like you're not good enough in a way. But I also went through an eating disorder when I was on Vine because, you know, people – for some reason back then, it was – people were more nasty on the internet.
0: Oh, my God. That is that is it's, so t. It's so t. <laughs> it's so true. People were
1: nasty. I mean – You can post a TikTok today or an Instagram post and people are not going to be as nasty. Obviously, they'll ask very personal questions and they might throw in a few rude comments. But on Vine, it was like very nasty, like they would call you um, out about your weight, about how you looked, about how you talked. I remember people used to say, do you does she smoke cigarettes? Why does she talk like that? Because my voice was raspy. And so being in high school, being a teenager, obviously it's going to go to your head. Because Mm -hmm. you have not experienced life in a sense to understand that people are just nasty for no reason. Yeah. Especially being a kid on the internet, it's a lot to have to take in. It really is. And so anyways, that being said, throughout my years on Vine, I was struggling mentally. So I eventually had an eating disorder. Um, I was going to high school. And when I figured out that you could take a substance to help you stay skinny, I started taking it, which was Adderall at the time. And I was just getting it from people at school. Like seriously, people were prescribed it. They don't want to take it. They would just give it to me. And so obviously I developed an eating disorder. And that being said, when you don't eat, it's not good for your brain. You 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 have to fuel your body. You have to because your You're body- You're
0: de- depriving yourself of the nutrients you need to function.
1: And eventually your body- it's gonna, you're, It's gonna act. It's not gonna act in a positive way. It's gonna start acting negatively. So it's gonna a lot catch of catch up to you. Absolutely. And so that is basically how my addiction started. And then I started drinking. You know, I'd already drank in high school a little bit, but when I started taking the Adderall, I started drinking more because I couldn't sleep at night. And anyways, to kind of give a long story short. Um, I always say that, and then the story's still long as hell. Like, what the fuck, bitch? Just fucking keep going. But anyway, so uh, after all that, um, in the summer, I was, what, 17? It was like the summer. And I started going out to parties and doing Xanax because that's what everybody was doing and drinking. Mm. And people knew I was on Vine. So what they would do is they knew I was about to be really – Fucked up. And they would start recording me. They would take
0: advantage of the moment.
1: Absolutely. And they started recording me and posting all over the internet. So then it was a, a topic where, oh, Tasia Alexis is a drug addict. I saw her at a party. She was on Xanax and drinking. She's falling over. How embarrassing. Making fun of me. And it started to really mess with me. And I just, you would think that. I would have just been like, okay, let's got talk. it
0: together. But instead, instead it, like it perpetuated it, the situation.
1: It did. It I spiraled more out of control mm. because I was so ashamed and embarrassed. So I just kept on making dumb decisions. And then I met um a guy who I was with for what two years maybe, maybe not even two years. He was the he was very toxic for me. We were toxic for each other. Um and That was also added on to the addiction. Anytime something went on, both of us were doing drugs. We were drinking. Um, That's when I started. That's when I got in trouble with the law for the first time on a possession of Adderall charge, and it just spiraled out of control. And so eventually when that ended, and that ended by me going to jail multiple times on a probation violation, I violated probation with um, dirty urine twice. For Xanax and Methorone cheeses, and I talk about oh. this, <laughs> and I talk about this in my TikToks too. And I'm like, yeah, I used to do Methorone cheese. Like, I'm dead serious. It got to a point where I was doing things that I said I would never do, and so, and actually, what made me fail for um and cheeses was uh, doing ecstasy. So it was meth based, and I did not know that. Oh. And so I remember going into my probation office, and they said that I had failed for Meth and Xanax. And I looked at them and I said, No, I did ecstasy. And they looked at me and they said, Tasia, what do you think ecstasy, what do you think that people put in it? I'm like, I have no idea. They said it can vary from different things heroin, meth, they can mm. put anything they want into it and tell you that it's something that it's not. And so I went to jail, you know, for the first time for two weeks and the second time for 30 days. And then they eventually sent me to a rehab um, facility, which I spent 14 months at. But it wasn't like you think of like a hospital, it was more of like, you uh, act like a normal member of society. You go to work, you drive, you pay your rent there. And oh, you
0: were, this is when you were working at Zaxby's.
1: This is when I was working at Zaxby's. And we'll get into this story too, because that makes me want to fight a bitch. <laughs> um, so. I've heard
2: so many stories. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find
1: So, um, so yeah, I was there for 14 months, and the reason being is it was a year program, and basically nobody gets out within a year because you are going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to do things that obviously set you back. And for me, setting back was, I think, one was like my attitude because I played around too damn much. You know, do they not understand that I am the fucking jokester queen? I mean, I can't take everything fucking serious, but obviously there's a time and place, and I didn't, I didn't understand those boundaries. I mean, I was 18 years old. You know, yeah. I didn't give a fuck. I mean, I did, but I didn't. She
0: wasn't matured yet.
1: Yeah, I wasn't matured yet. Um, I woke up and chose violence every day. But anyways, I did do pretty well. And I, and obviously because I graduated. But that being said, I worked at fucking Zaxby's there. And I fucking hated that shit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't want to fucking work at no Zaxby's. But anyways, I did it. And I and I honestly like enjoyed it for that, uh, me being in rehab. But I remember people would see me and they'd be like, oh, that's that girl from Vine. And I would get on the internet, which I wasn't supposed to do in rehab, but you know, I didn't get there following the rules. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I would like check my social media and stuff. I wouldn't post because I don't want to get in trouble, but like I would check and people would be like, LOL, life is really looking down for Tasia. She's working at Zaxby's, you know, Tasia Lexus for mine. Just being nasty,
0: people are like hold the fuck why, up. Okay, why pause. Why can't you have a successful internet following career, whatever, and work a regular job? I mean, granted, I don't want to work a regular job, but I mean, I have friends who have large followings and they work regular, regular jobs. Like, what, why would somebody say that you're like losing it all just because you have a job? Like, there's bitches out there that have no job. Like, what? Well, period. But also, the
1: thing was, is at the time I was 18 and, you know, it was hard for me to transition from being somebody who, was always doing what I wanted to do all the time and being on social media to being in a rehabilitation facility where I'm told what I can and can't do and trying to work a job and keep my mental sane and then getting on the internet and seeing stuff like that. It was like, what the fuck? But, you know, I had already seen so much shit about me. It really was just like, okay, period, like laughing my ass off because this is what I'm doing. If you don't fucking like it, then you can suck my ass But anyway, <laughs> but anyway,
0: sweet.
1: No, but seriously, people are so nasty and mean for what? But anyways, I just kept working there, you know, living my best life. And I worked there for the whole time I was in rehab. Um, my armpits are sweating. I'm fucking
0: hot as hell. But well, we um, got this damn ring light on fucking. Like shine fuck. bright like a diamond mode.
1: Shine bright like a diamond. But anyways, um, so I did that for a while. And then when I got out of rehab, um, that's when me and Camo met because we I started working at a restaurant near my house. I was living with my mm. parents at the time. And then, long story short, y'all, I just I couldn't get it together for a few years. It took me a while to get it together. I just kind of felt lost, like I had nothing to live for. I didn't have kids. Um, I kind of felt like a stick in the mud because I had been through so much. And it's hard to kind of go through so much and be – you know, taken away from your family for 14 months. Yes, I saw them every weekend, but like to physically be taken away from them, not really seeing them, but every other weekend, um, kind of being taken out of reality for that long, you kind of lose your sense of like who you are and you it's hard to get back into society and live normally, which that is kind of where institutionalized comes from, I think, is some people go to jail and prison and they just can't stay out because that's so normal for them. Luckily for me, um you know, God bless me with Greenlee. Greenlee really changed my life. So she did. She really did change my life. Camo has seen me through it all and he saw me when I was making bad decisions and um yeah, Greenlee really changed my life and so and now I have, you know, Princeton on the way and uh, two and done. I'm done after this. Okay, I bitch is fucking tired. <laughs> but no more. <laughs> no fucking more. But um Yes, yeah, she really changed my life, and it took that to change my life. But you know, yes, I've been to jail multiple times, and I've only been in prison once, one and done because that shit did it for me. Mm. but the reason why I had made all of these decisions was because of of pain
0: um and yeah where where did it start like w- at what point were you like, I need to escape reality? Let me try these substances out like what was? The thing that pushed you over the edge.
1: So it's it's kind of hard to explain because also when you're doing drugs and stuff, you give yourself and drink, you give yourself reasons as to doing something like, oh, I had a bad fucking day. I'm gonna get fucked up, and yeah. then you lose your sense of why did I even start doing this because you just eventually start you're making excuses. It's a Habit, at this it's point. a habit. Like you're doing it for no reason. You're not in that much pain. Like you can get over this and stop doing drugs, but at the well, time, well, in I the be-
0: in the very beginning, like, do, can you recall the first time you? did any substance and like what it was
1: for me it was being insecure it okay. was being insecure um never feeling good enough uh, you know on the internet allowing comments and people get in my head too much um also not eating the eating disorder thing you you cannot live by not eating no. your you your mental health will eventually go fucking insane it's not normal it's not natural you shouldn't do it um and i did it for a long long time over a year doing it, of just eating pineapple every day. That's what? I don't even know how I survived, but um, it was bad. And so it just started affecting me. But then in the midst of all this, when I was sexually assaulted at 17, um, then that became my excuse for why I couldn't stop doing it. And also the toxic relationship that I was in. I never had time to grieve being sexually assaulted because the person I was with at the time was so, was so um, what's the word for it? mean. He was a mean person. All the way, he was cheating on me left and right. Um, made me feel less than. I've I've never had anybody treat me like that in my whole life. And looking back, I hope that it was just something maybe that he was going through at the time. I don't really know, but
0: was maybe- Was he like verbally abusive or like-
1: He was just a, what you call a- I don't even know the word for it. I wanna I don't wanna say manipulator, but like he was one of those that like he could say something and anybody would fucking believe it, but he's a he was he would lie. He would oh, lie he's about like a
0: little charmer. Him.
1: Yeah, he was a liar. A yeah. liar, liar, pants on fire. But um seriously he was. And so then he would cheat on me all the time with people that like followed me, like and people in our community, like and they wouldn't even be it would be just people that honestly didn't really take care of themselves, like just not I don't know. They kind of didn't look the best, you know. Look like maybe they didn't shower in a week. But no t, no shade.
0: <laughs> but do you? You know, wash do, your pussy, wash it, your pants. Just, it just—I don't understand. I
1: didn't understand at the time, and so then it became a. Um, and then when I went to rehab, he would try reaching out to me a lot, and I was trying to get my life together. And I was like, I, I don't want to be with you. And he had actually called me. He called me one time. He said, um, "Okay, well then, fuck you.
0: You're nothing but a hoe in a rehab." dude why okay why that is such a thing why do you guys do that when when they will pursue you and then when you're over it or when you're not interested suddenly you're a hoe like the amount of guys that'll uh, first the first message they send is a damn dick pic or something off the damn walls and i'm like not interested you're a fucking ugly fat whore anyways <laughs> <laughs> well, shit! I guess you wanted this ugly foul whore because you reached out first, bitch. <laughs> well, the thing
1: is, is like I'm so blessed because when I, when I look at me and my husband's relationship and like how blessed I am to have him and how good he treats me and my family and he's just a, such a good person when i look when i look back at that relationship i it blows my mind that i stuck around for so long because no matter what if you're in a relationship with somebody for a certain amount of time and they say that they do not love you they don't like you you know they might not want you to die but like something's not right and at the time i couldn't wrap my head around that um i was just very young but looking back I don't even, it was a weird ass situation, but that also is, that was set me over the edge. I felt like, I felt like my worth was just zero because people can make you feel like that. Yeah. Um, and so it just spiraled out of control. And then the last time I had gotten in trouble was right before, uh, like maybe a couple months before Greenlee had even been thought of. And that was the last time I got in trouble. And then you know, like I've like I've talked about on TikTok before, I did have to respond to old charges after Greenlee was already here, and that was unfortunate. But and I remember thinking, why would God do this to me? But God didn't do it to me; I did it by my actions. And God seed me through it because He always prevails, as He always does. And I did get through prison, and I was only supposed to, I was supposed to do two years in prison, and I got out within eight months which is amazing. A blessing. That was a blessing, yeah.
0: So I was I, praying every day. I was like, he's oh, let my friend out.
1: Yeah, and so <laughs> it's it sucked. It did, but I learned a lot out of it. And I think the reason why my plan was to go when Greenlee was here was so that I could understand that now I do have something to live for. So yeah. if I make these decisions, yes, I will have something to miss out on. And yeah. so that really, that stuck with me the whole time I was in there. But also I found... I got closer with God so that I could understand myself more and life more and stuff like that. And so, and I remember being in prison praying, like, how am I going to live life after this? You know, being, because I'd been in rehab and I got out and I was like all over the place and I didn't want to be like that again. But when I got out, so many blessings happened so fast and it was literally God answering everything that I'd been worried about. So that was pretty much the root of why I did everything I did.
0: Well, shit, friend. I feel like we learned a lot today.
1: That was a lot.
0: It was, but um, very well said. Thank you, friend. I think we should go on our first little break Period. of the episode. Period. Um, and when we get back, I'll kind of share some of my story. <laughs> <laughs> Toodles. Toodles. Welcome back to Unfazed and Unbothered. I'm Camo.
1: And I'm Tasia.
0: I'm just kidding, I'm Tasia. <laughs> Tasty T. Tasty T remember, remember when we tried to make a rap song for you?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's embarrassing. We need to we need to play it one episode just to laugh at the embarrassment. We, no, no, no.
0: We should. Well, we don't have we never recorded it, but we could do like a live performance. Yeah. L- later. Later. The end. Yeah, thank you. Um I gotta well, prepare welcome myself the embarrassment no the, okay i wrote some listen i got uh, a big fat pussy for you skinny, skinny bitches bitch. See, i could be all, all you ho's talking shit bitch. huh i could be your ghostwriter that was a fire ass song
1: yeah it was but the embarrassment for me because i don't know what the, i don't know how to rap so i sound that i sound cute. like a like a, a white cracker girl i got <laughs> a white big, cracker girl. i got a big fat for you skinny bitches all you hoes talking shit like what are you okay
0: it it, it was promising but she anyways moving on (laughs) so for me so we left off on you know tasia's experiences with um running in with the law and why she made the decisions that she chose um for me it was a little different i so i was also on vine and it, going back to what you said about how like nasty the internet was internet culture is completely different now people are more mindful of the things they say of course there's still a lot of dumbasses but also TikTok is very protective of um those type of comments so Maybe people are still as nasty, but they just don't we're just have, not seeing it. They well, they just don't have the the space to to be so because well, because I remember some of my videos got shared on like um these viral pages on Facebook and the comments were nasty. So I was like, hmm, maybe it's just TikTok. TikTok is just a fantasy land. Um, but so I was also on Vine and people were so nasty to me. I would get 500 comments on a video and like maybe a handful were nice and the rest of them were like you big fat faggot kill yourself you're ugly blah 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 i bet your parents are proud it was disgusting but i've never really taken things like that to heart so much i feel like it honestly is amusement to me um but for me i did start fucking around with substances and you know, I started stealing, shoplifting. Um, I think it was a direct reflection of my health situation. I started messing around with Molly. And um, honestly, at that point in my life, if a friend put something in my face, I would do it. The way I, I was looking at life was Um, I was about to die. See, when I was diagnosed, um, the lifespan for my illness at the time was like three to five years after diagnosis. And so I was like, well, shit, I'm going to die. Let me just go out in a blaze of glory. So I was messing around with substances. I remember one time, (laughs) this was a one one and done situation for me, but um, I had done Skittles. You You know what I'm talking about?
1: I've heard of it before, but I don't really know what it is.
0: Well, it's courtesied and cough and cold. Um, some crackhead junkie in my neighborhood um, was stealing them from Ingalls, an old friend, old pal. Um, <laughs> he was stealing boxes of them from Ingalls across the street. And uh, one day he was like, just, just try this, man. Just try it. It's fucking crazy. And I did a whole sleeve of them in a sitting. So it's really like cough medicine. But if you abuse it and you take X amount, then you're going to hallucinate essentially. Well, um, yeah, anyways, it wasn't a good experience. I was seeing trails and I thought I was going to die. That was a one and done situation. But um,
1: It's like overdosing on Robitussin.
0: Basically. I've been
1: there, done that. It's scary.
0: Yeah. Like it was so weird. Um, but I was doing Molly. Molly was like my drug of choice. I was going to this club called Quad every Tuesday and I had to be there on Tuesday. It really became a thing like <clears throat> my life revolved. It revolved. it, Revolved. It revolved. it. So embarrassing. Uh, my, my life really did revolve around being in a club on a Tuesday. The, the club was going up club on a Tuesday. Going up, mm, it was. Tuesday. And I was going up. I was going up, up, up. Um, loved Molly back in the day, but, um, I think one, one of the last times I did Molly was kind of the same experience you had with ecstasy. Um, I didn't go with the friend of mine who was getting me Molly and he was like, don't, don't, don't do nothing. Don't take nothing from anybody out there if I'm not there with you. And I was like... Bitch, I'm not going to the club sober. <laughs> so I, I had a friend that I was with was like, hey, I can go find us some. She went and found us something. Uh, turned out it was ice, a.k.a. metharoni and cheese. And it was a horrible experience. I was puking my brains out in the back of the club while well, I was outside on the patio. Um, but, you know, I did experiment with a lot of substances. I um never did heroin never did crack never did that but i did mess around with coke a few times
1: crack um, is wet crack weed is wet weed is what i need i'm just kidding I don't, I don't do nothing
0: weed is what i need but weed to is the what day. you need honey that's no, why you it wear is.
1: that's why you wearing sunglasses oh
0: yeah hot. because i'm high as biscuits right yeah. now so if i'm sounding really slow and slurred baby that's why period um i was smoking copious 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 damn i'm high as biscuits um a lot i was smoking a lot of weed back in the day um so much like 10 11 blunts a day every bit of money i got was going to the plug and it was sad it was sad it was so sad i had no money to begin with and any any money i did get from however which way i got money it was going to weed and people will say that weed is not addictive but it definitely is. I wouldn't label it necessarily a drug, but it is mind altering. It is mind numbing. So I was spending a shit ton of money on that. Um, but I, I, I don't think I ever really had like a time where like it got out of control. Cause I, I wasn't getting crazy with it. I definitely was experimenting for, you know, a, 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 at least a year, but I never was like going on benders and like, getting too, too, too reckless. I I knew where the line was and I kind of stayed right at the line. Um, But I started getting in trouble with the law the first time I went to jail. So petty. I actually, they didn't pull me over for any other reason than um, it just looking sketchy. I saw this cop um, pull behind me and I had just gotten high. I hotboxed with my friend, Ariana. And it was me and my brother in the car. We actually went and rescued her from a situation where she she had, like, not updated her license or some shit. Anyways, I had to go pick her up from the cops. We went to her house. We went smoked. And then I drove back home. And a cop, like, was right behind me. And the next turn on the left was my turn. And so I guess it looked suspicious that I was, like, trying to avoid him. And the next left was my road that I lived on. So I got pulled over two houses down from my house. And at the time I was eighteen or nineteen, whatever, and I didn't know that you could tell a cop, no, you can't search my car. And I honest I know, I know, embarrassing. And also oh I gosh. I forgot that I had stuff in my car because I was like, Well shit, I smoked all the weed anyways. Um, but them motherfuckers tore my car apart and found a roach. And God forbid. A fucking roach and a fucking um and uh I had bought like this vape pen at the time where you could put like flour in it and burn it. Um, they found that. I had that shit for two days. That shit was $150. Them bitches took that shit. Trifling as fuck. Um, I want to say,
1: can I at least just hit this bitch right before I go Yeah,
0: because I'm going... Well, I, I, I tried telling them there's nothing in there. Like, And then when they were like, at any moment, you can be honest with me. And I was like, oh, you know, my friends, they do smoke and they smoke in my car, so I don't know if there's anything in there. Um, my brother was with me and anyways they did up these little tests like they made us rub our fingers together to see if like resin would build up and they checked our tongues and they checked our eyes and because i had been like denying anything in my car and my brother was like wigging out he was getting like uh, he was getting very upset because he was like "Fuck, i can't go to jail like he had good things going i was living a different life um but essentially they thought that he was responsible for everything that was in my car, the little, little bitty shit that was in there. But, um, so yeah, we both got arrested. He was livid. I'm so sorry, Tay Tay. Um, love you so much. Sorry for that. Our dad, um, was very angry. Uh, but then fast forward a few years later, at this point, I had already had my bone marrow transplant, but I was like in this state of, I couldn't really do much because i i was still like it, it wasn't the safest for me to be out in public because i was still recovering um and i didn't have a great immune system yet so i didn't want to go get like a job at that point in time so i was getting my little social security check it was like 400 dollars. it was not glamorous and i was living with my mom and she was also getting social security because she had been in a freak accident a few years Earlier she got ran over and um shattered her ribs, shattered shattered her um hips and uh punctured her lungs. Like she went through it. Um bless you. <laughs> oh shit, baby.
1: Excuse me, bitch.
0: Oh my goodness. Thank you, bitch. Hopefully you ain't got Miss Ronarucci.
1: Oh no, ma'am.
0: Um, but <laughs> yeah, so I was living with her, she was getting her little social security check and it was like barely enough to do anything for the both of us. She was getting like 1,200 bucks, I was getting 400 bucks. And my mom got like money for for my sister also, it was like 600 bucks. Very much not enough to pay rent, eat, drive a car, pay for your phones, everything that life um, requires. And so me and my mom, my mom caught me, I got caught stealing uh, around six years old. This shit started, ooh, this shit started really young for me. See, I was always a little um, evil genius. I devised this plan when I was about six. I always loved jewelry, like I said in previous episodes. I used to love playing in my mother's jewelry, and I, from a young age, knew like the difference between like good jewelry and bad jewelry. And so I would go to like um, Parisians, R.I.P. is no longer a thing, I don't think, um, but like Parisians and Macy's. And I would find these sterling silver pieces and I would steal them. And like, who's going to think a six-year-old was stealing it um, or was stealing anything? So I would, when my mother would be checking out at the register, I would go in the parking lot and throw it in the parking lot. And when we would come out, I was like, oh my goodness, the what I found, mommy. And she would always tell her friends, like, I don't know, Cam just, he's like a magnet for finding stuff. And it's just such nice jewelry. And... For like at least a solid two years, I had like had this shoebox under my bed that I was just accumulating all this sterling silver (laughs) so much shit. (laughs) But then one day my brother ratted me out for stealing a candy bar and I got my ass tore up. My mother shaved my head. That was my punishment growing up. If I got in trouble, I got my head shaved. But fast forward, um, I'm living with my mother. We're both like scraping by and we couldn't really afford anything. And my mother knew that I shoplifted back in the day and my mother come to find out my whole childhood, she was shoplifting. So we had kind of like formulated this bond together over being kleptos. And so me and her started going to department stores and we were going on heists for lack of better terms period heists um period i probably shouldn't be mentioning the store names so but i think we're we're in the statute of limitations that was 4 plus years ago 5 years ago so we're in the clear now but i'm so sorry to all you businesses out there that i hurt um while i was hurting but i <laughs> Me and my mother were—we had a problem, and it was really from not having money and my health issues in the past, and like me kind of kind of being bitter, like, why me? Like, what did I do to deserve this? Um, and at that point, I felt like it was justified because I had already went through hell and back. Like, what's a what's a you know few pair of underwear gonna deal. You know what I'm saying, bitch? So. That was that I was just being stupid and silly because of my circumstances, I would say. Um, but I had to go to jail twice before I really realized that I don't want to act in those ways, and also I was I started making money and I actually was getting jobs. Um, but yeah, life we love it.
1: We love it.
0: Live, laugh, love. Yeah, (laughs) I definitely think
1: that it's the same thing for drug and alcohol addiction. Anybody can have, uh, like you had an addiction that was illegal, but it wasn't drugs and alcohol, you know, but it's still just as bad because you're going to jail for it and you're not supposed to be doing it. So, and, and. Is definitely there's always a there's always a root problem of why people do things like some people say, okay, well, I just don't understand why people steal or do drugs and drink. And well, you're not going to understand unless that you're in their situation because people do things for different reasons, you know, and even for the people that say, oh, I just do it because I want to do it because I like it. They're probably lying. They are probably lying. There's definitely
0: a root problem. I wasn't happy. You weren't happy. We we weren't, you know, content with our circumstances and we got away with a lot of shit Um, but when you act in those ways it always will catch up to you eventually my mother went to jail she got caught at Kohl's Um, she went to jail it took a few times of me getting into trouble or almost going to jail for me to really get it together I got fired from Walmart for stealing rotisserie chickens we love a good rotisserie (laughs) steal the whole bird and eat it on my lunch break in the car i'm not even kidding on my mama um they should have just been like you look hungry baby go right. and I at eat that, that point chicken. i did at that point i very much would eat only that rotisserie chicken and that was the only thing i ate all day so i definitely was If they paid you a little gone. more if they paid you a little bit more you wouldn't have sold that rotisserie period because i was working <sighs> in the pharmacy and i was making nine dollars an hour what the fuck can i i can't even wipe my ass with nine dollars an hour like my paycheck, I was working 40 hours a week and I was getting a, the most paycheck. The biggest paycheck I saw there, I remember, was 550 And I thought I was balling. I thought I was balling. Bitch, I went straight to TJ Maxx and got me a clearance Michael Kors backpack. I thought I was the cutest bitch in town. It was cute. It'd be like that. Yeah. But, um, you know, I have a sense of humor about it now. But looking back, it was funny because, you know, my mother was a disabled woman and I was this tall, skinny. Innocent-looking gay boys, so like us walking into these stores, nobody would have ever thought that we were doing that. And I'm not trying to glamorize it, but it's something that, like, as horrible as it is, that's that's something that I do cherish. Like the memories of me and my mother. It, w- it was a rush, like it was it was a rush every time. And it's I am not promoting this. I'm just sharing my experience. So please don't start going on heists with your mother. Um, I do not recommend it. You will get in trouble.
1: Back in are better.
0: Period. Well, welcome back. I'm Camo. I'm Tasia. And, um, you know, we left off talking about why we made the decisions that we did. And for everyone listening, we want to encourage you all to make better decisions. Seriously, I know we have a sense of humor about the fucked up shit we've done, but um, there's really nothing funny about it. And it's not okay. You know, when you you make these decisions, you're not just hurting yourself, but you're hurting the people around you. And for myself, I know that I betrayed a lot of people's trust when I got in trouble. And people looked at me differently. And you don't want to experience that feeling if you can help it. So um, stop while you're ahead. Get clean. Stop stealing. And just do better. Just do better. Plus all these stores got extra security. So you're most likely going to get in trouble.
1: Period. Yeah. I definitely can relate to that as well. You do. It it takes a, like I said, when my merch line came out, like I make light of so much stuff and I'm always like cute and gorgeous, but it really wasn't cute and gorgeous getting to where we're at today. It took a lot of pain and trauma and sick and suffering. And it's just not easy. Like it's easy for people to look at where other people are at today and be like, and and almost like support where they're at. But during all of it, we did have, we had no support. And so it wasn't, it didn't, it wasn't looked at as cute and gorgeous. So we were
0: being stupid.
1: Yeah. And so I'm just glad that we're on the other side of things, but also I'm glad that we can share our story in hopes that people can kind of understand us more but also there's people that are are going through the same stuff that we've already been through currently and they or they've already done it or they're going to do it and so hopefully our stories will help and that's the only thing that you know we can hope and pray for but yeah this was a really good episode and I really enjoyed it
0: yeah same. um well you guys i think that wraps it up for today um i hope Y- y'all don't look at us differently. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we I know I really overshared a lot and I'm so sorry to all the places that I did dirty in the past. But this is therapeutic though. This is our story. This so. is our this is this is my story, this is her story, and it's not always been so cute and gorgeous. It really hasn't. Um, but moving forward, I aspire to be the best version of myself that I can be. I have since put my ways behind me. I've made a conscious effort. To do better, be better, and just just live with integrity you 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 want to feel good about the person you are and when you're making those type of decisions, you can't feel good about who you are and you know I feel like that really can contribute to somebody's demise and to somebody's you know lack of confidence. so put good out there and good will find you the the universe is all about balance, so you put good out, good will find you you you, you know you attract what you put out so. That's on that.
1: Period. And we thank you guys so much for tuning in to Unfazed and Unbothered. And we look forward to being back on next week's
0: episode. Period. Also, thank you for uh, number three. We made number three um, on the top comedy charts. That's fucking insane. We've maintained that spot for three days now. Um, I'm truly blown away by that. So thank you guys so much. Um, Please rate and review uh this and subscribe podcast. please yes whatever thank uh, you guys so
1: much such a blessing
0: it is what, whatever y'all are watching on subscribe rate comment like whatever the whole nine yards anyways but thank you for listening <laughs> and we'll see you next time bye guys <laughs> Bye.